Today is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. On this episode of The Benny Show, we'll be joined exclusively by Lauren Boebert to talk about the GOP senators who betrayed their voters by siding with Democrats on gun control and for her live reaction to the bombshell Supreme Court hearing making all of America a gun sanctuary state. Thank you, Clarence Thomas. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. What's the point of a representative democracy if the people you vote to represent you don't do that? If they vote against your interest with the enemy, if they vote against the reason that you sent them to Congress, what's the point of having a Republican Party if every five years they head back home, lie to you, and then go to Washington, D.C. and betray your interests? Not just interests, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking constitutional rights here, multiple amendments, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment. Fifth Amendment and the First Amendment, I guess, if you want to talk about the ability to really be heard, they are silencing that too. 14 Republican senators voted for red flag laws, gun confiscation in the Senate. They voted to advance against the interest of their own electorate, against the interest of the Republican base. We have searched far and wide and cannot in our show, which does a ton of research day and night, We are always online. We are always looking at polls. We cannot find a single poll where Republicans are in favor of gun control. We can't find a single data point that says that Republican voters, especially in red states, but in any state actually, is in favor of red flag laws. And the reason why is because we know that red flag laws will be utilized like everything else the left gets their hands on to weaponize against conservatives. They will, and if you don't believe, if you don't believe that, then you are absolutely not paying attention. The FBI, the DOJ, HHS, the Department of Labor, that's the department that issued the vaccine mandate. They already called American parents domestic terrorists. And if you think that they're not going to use red flag laws to do the same, you're wrong. Joining me now in a red dress, I'm sure not not in favor of red flag laws, but nonetheless, absolute pistol Lauren Boebert, who is the champion of this issue on Capitol Hill, held a press conference yesterday talking about it and has been the rock ribs of the Second Amendment movement. And for good reason, straight from Rifle, Colorado, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, thank you for joining us. Benny, it's so great to be on with you today. Uh, I'm really sorry that we're talking about this subject, though. I'm sorry that we're talking about a bunch of turncoats or redcoats uh, with red flag laws. Uh, You know, it's really frustrating um, that uh, people, Republicans, say one thing on the campaign trail and then get up here and do something completely different. That's exactly why I'm here. I was uh, I was pissed off that that Republicans were doing that with the Democrats. We know what their agenda is. They tell us exactly what they want to do and then they execute on that. Republicans, however, are just fine with telling the people one story and then making excuses up here and siding with Democrats. So let's let you're right. It would be better to be stabbed in the face than stabbed in the back. I almost prefer Democrats because they tell me what they want to do to our children. They tell me they 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 are not even hiding the ball. There is no hiding the ball. They want to groom your children. They want to take your guns. They want to nationalize your health care. They want vaccine mandates to work. At the very least, you can respect them for their honesty. They want yes. to federally take over elections, right? Centrally and vertically plan all national elections. They straight up tell you what they want to do. And on some level, there's a bit of respect for that. Republicans, on the other hand, will stab you in the back, will go along with Democrats, vote with a destroyed, atomized Democrat party. For what reason? What was your response to what happened in the Senate? And what did indeed happen in the Senate? Can you walk us through this bill 
And can you walk us through your reaction? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I, I knew that it was coming. I, I didn't believe that there would be 14 Republicans that um, sided with this gun grab compromise. Uh, but to your point, Democrats, you know, they say if we can't restrict the Second Amendment, if we can't regulate this, if we can't get gun control, well, then we'll scrap the filibuster. And if, if, if that still doesn't work, then we'll pack the Supreme Court. By all means necessary, we will get our agenda done. And um, part of that all means necessary is getting Republicans to go along. You know, I, I get interviewed a lot in the district nationally. And uh, uh, one thing that I hear often from people who are interviewing me is, well, why won't Republicans work with the other side? Uh, why, why can't Republicans be bipartisan? You're, you're polarizing on the issues. No, I'm principled on the issues. I'm not polarizing. This is what I promised my voters that I would stand strong for, and I am not compromising on those promises. And it's never the other way around. We never hear, oh, Democrats, why don't you just vote with the Republicans and help them out a little bit? They wouldn't even do that when it came to federalizing, nationalizing full-term abortions. Not one Democrat in the House would vote for life. But when this bill came forward, um, it, it was a complete... Uh, it was a complete sellout to the Republican Party platform, to the voters all across America who are doing everything they can right now to have a sweeping election. So I'm here in Washington, D.C., and that alarm is telling me that Nancy Pelosi is wanting to do something. So we'll just ignore that. Uh <laughs> She, she'll keep chiming in from time to time. She wants to be a part of this interview. Uh, <laughs> maybe, she to, maybe she needs to fund a bailout for her husband. Maybe he's in the drunk tank again. No one knows. No one's sure. No, no one knows. We, we did get the mugshot finally, though. Gosh, that was hard to track down. Uh, <laughs> but this, uh, this red flag law shows, uh, you know, well, first of all, all, all of the voters all across America are, are expecting a red wave. Everyone knows that the Democrat policies are terrible and we are all paying the price for these bad policies with open with open borders skyrocketing inflation broken supply chains our children being sexualized in school and i could go on and on uh with unconstitutional medical mandates people losing their careers and then oh we have pilot shortages and we're having to cancel 1200 flights in one day uh but never mind that uh but the only way republicans can lose the midterm is if they start acting like Democrats. And that's exactly what we are seeing in the Senate. This bill, uh, it, 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 it actually is extortion. It's bribery to the states. Congress doesn't want to pass this legislation. Uh, they, they, they think that, uh, you know, well, we'll just incentivize the states to do it. Here, states, we'll give you some money, and then you put forward these red flag laws in your states. This is bribery and extortion. And I, I believe it's Mark Levin who calls it crony communism. And, uh, you know, it, it's exactly what's going on. And then uh, one thing that I saw in this bill that is so frustrating to me, we know that we need to harden our schools. We know that we need to secure our children in our schools. It's our nation's most valuable asset. Uh, the, the higher an asset's value, the more security that asset should have. You were telling me how there's no school hardening in this and how their children are our most valuable asset in America. Yes, and this, uh, this bill that the Senate compromised on uh, in a very terrible way actually ensures that teachers will be disarmed in our schools. 
That is not the answer. We need to have more certified trained personnel in schools that have an equalizer to stop a deadly threat. Uh, if, if there had been an armed teacher in Uvalde, we could have stopped that. That situation could have been neutralized far sooner than it was. We had uh, police officers that uh, were in the building, uh, absolutely a failure on, on our part, an absolute failure. And they were in the building, they had their firearms, but those teachers, their lives were at risk. Their students' lives were at risk. And I, I believe that they would have actually taken action rather than, uh, than cowering back uh, by the door or actually leaving the building. Um, so this is something that we need. In Colorado, it's actually up to the school districts if a teacher can carry a firearm. So we have something called Faster Colorado, and that's an organization that trains and certifies teachers to carry in our schools. So some of our schools actually have armed staff, which is amazing. It's much safer, uh, much more effective than having our children cower behind a plywood desk. Um, this is something that we need. And then of course, I'm on a bill with Congressman Thomas Massey from Kentucky. He is the co-chair of the Second Amendment Caucus with me. And this bill would end um, federal gun-free zones in our schools. Um, and, and what the Senate did does not help move that agenda along. We know, Benny, that gun-free zones are deadly. Remember this last month when Elon Musk announced that he would be turning Twitter into a free speech company and that speech would be legal on the platform once more? Remember the demon screams from the left as they writhed and ripped their garments because there would be a place where conservatives might speak freely? Well, that's because the left knows that censorship and destroying conservative thoughts and ripping conservative websites down from the internet is one of their most powerful tools. It always is for the communists. That's why we host BennyJohnson.com and this show through RightForge. RightForge is the only internet server company that allows for free speech and will protect American virtues like freedom of association and thought. RightForge is the internet server company that protects the American internet and they are building their new internet right now. I totally recommend that you take your company and your products online over to RightForge at RightForge.com. RightForge.com, the real American internet. You're from Colorado. Columbine happened 20 years ago, and it seems like the lessons weren't learned in Uvalde. Right. right. Unfortunately, Colorado um, has seen uh, a much more than its fair share of uh, of these horrible tragedies. And uh, Columbine being the first, I, I lived in Aurora when that happened. It was a very tragic event, uh, but there there was not anything in place to actually stop evil people. Uh, and it, it certainly wouldn't help if there were more, uh, if there was more legislation layered on. Uh, those guys did not care about laws. They did not go and check the books and see what they were allowed to do before they, they committed that horrible crime. But then we also saw things like the uh, Aurora Theater um, and, and this crazy man who went there and, and shot people. And there's a rumor, um, there was a man there uh, with his girlfriend or fiance, um, and uh, he wanted to carry to the theater that night. He had his concealed carry permit, and she said, I would rather you didn't, and he didn't, and she was shot and killed that night. 
and he didn't have a way to stop that guy. Um, so we know that a firearm is an equalizer and it's a way to neutralize the threat. Uh, the FBI website, I, I read at one point that the average mass um, shooting kills 13 people. These are in gun-free zones. Now, where there is an armed citizen who is legally able to carry their firearm and someone attempts a mass shooting, that average number of 13 deaths drops down to two, the first victim and the shooter, because there is an armed citizen present to neutralize the threat. Uh, in Colorado, we just keep layering on more and more legislation to uh, restrict law-abiding citizens and what they are allowed to do to protect themselves and, and the people around them and our communities. Look at, look at what the Democrats are doing with defunding our police, wide open Southern borders. We don't know who's coming through the Southern border and these 3 million people have entered our country and Americans need a way to protect themselves. And I believe a lot of people are starting to recognize that we have record numbers of gun sales and concealed carry weapons permits um, being issued under this one party Democrat rule. So you are saying that this bill in the Senate, getting back to this bill in the Senate that I believe they're going to vote on tonight, and there's no indication that they won't get the 60 that they need to move this bill. You're saying that this disarms teachers. Can you unpack that? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so in this um, legislation, there are actually provisions that uh, that do not allow. Uh, there, there are caveats that say uh, the teachers are not allowed to be armed in schools. Um, our schools are already federal, federally uh, gun-free zones, but some states have loopholes um, to where the school districts can make a decision. And this bill prohibits that, uh, among um, much other things. Um, now, there, there's a lot of funding for um, FBI. Uh, for the FBI, $100 million for the FBI. I don't know about you, Benny, but I don't really trust the FBI. I don't really <laughs> want the FBI to have $100 million more um, to, to do God knows what with. Um, they're already calling um, moms and dads domestic terrorists. And, uh, and I believe these red flag laws will absolutely be weaponized and the FBI will have more resources to do just that. Yeah. I mean, can somebody explain to me what shooting the FBI stopped. It seems like every mass shooter has been on the FBI's target list, yet they haven't stopped it in Parkland. Correct. They didn't stop it in Vegas. They haven't stopped it time and time again in the Pulse nightclub. The FBI seems right. to always know the perpetrator and then never do anything. And now they're getting rewarded with $100 million. Why? Well, my take is that the corporate GOP elites who live inside of a bubble, who live in the suburbs of Maryland and Virginia, want to be invited to the cocktail parties, and they want to be lifestyle liberals, and they lie. They lie to their own constituents, and then they absorb not this show, not the Ben Shapiro show, not Charlie Kirk, not Tucker Carlson. They absorb corporate media, and then they dance inside of the lines that they are given. This, I believe, is the biggest existential threat to the GOP as it stands, that the corporate press give the Overton window to the Republicans in the Senate as to what they can do. And that's the only objectives they're ever going to dance to is going to be the media's narratives, because those are the ecosystems and the echo chambers that they live inside. It's hermetically sealed, and it is destroying our party. You're exactly right. And uh, the these 14 senators, um, they have traded that what their constituents want 
for what the lobbyists on K Street want. And that's something that is very frustrating. You know, we even see little pieces of this in the House. Um, so with the House Freedom Caucus, uh, we actually force votes on all legislation. Uh, you, you may have heard this in the past from other Freedom Caucus members, but we have a team that monitors the floor we have suspension bills. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with red flag laws, but I, I do believe that it's important because um, K Street wants to dictate everything that happens here. The lobbyists want to dictate everything that members do here on the Hill. Uh, but we in the Freedom Caucus, we aren't bought by lobbyists. In fact, they won't give us a dime. Uh, but that's fine with us. <laughs> we work for the American people, not for them. Uh, but we actually force votes on legislation um, on suspension bills. So they cram um, 10, 20, 50 bills into one a suspension bill, and they try to pass that by unanimous consent. One week, um, our suspension bills, they, uh, they spent $350 million. And the House did not want any members to vote on this legislation. They wanted to pass it by unanimous consent, just send it over to the Senate. Senate sees, oh, look, the whole House is for it. We may as well be for it, too. And then it goes on to the fake Oval, uh, Oval White House set. And um, we force this legislation. We object to the unanimous consent to force a vote. And when we do that, sometimes we're here till, oh, goodness, wait for it, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., and members of Congress are mad. They're mad that we have to be here working. And I don't know, call me crazy, but I think it would be best uh, for our constituents back home if legislators actually legislated during their time in Washington, D.C., instead of being bribed by lobbyists on K Street at their fancy steak dinners. I would rather eat steak in Colorado. So I am absolutely uh, fine with just being here and doing the job that I was sent to do. Uh, but many members aren't. And, and that's exactly what we're seeing here. This is a, a product of that in the Senate. They have these steak dinners that they've been to. They've been bribed. They've been, uh, they've, they've been shown this life that it could be really nice for them up here in Washington, D.C., if they just do as they're told. And now we're seeing the worst compromise, I, I believe, in the history of, of Congress. Yeah, it does boggle the mind. So I'm from Iowa, and Joni Ernst voted for this. Now, I am telling mm -hmm. you, I, I mean, I can look at national polls. You can't show me a single data point that says that Republicans are for red flag laws or gun right. conversation. Nothing. I mean, of course, they're the absolute opposite. But I will tell you, as an Iowan, as somebody who grew up in Iowa and still the vast majority of my family and friends are in Iowa, the people that I grew up with, uh, they love their firearms. Their firearms are a way of life. This is how you train your kids up. You take them hunting. This is a lifestyle for Iowans. And I cannot conceive of so other than banning corn and pigs i can't conceive of something more insulting and odious to the people right. of iowa than to have somebody sign on to red flag laws yet here's joni ernst trotting around with her ukraine pin on and with voting for this and it really just right. bought i mean again even worse i think probably worse is west virginia shelly moore caputo who is like in west virginia i mean at least biden won a county in iowa there's 99 counties right. in iowa i think biden won one we're currently in the month of June 2022. June 6th, 1944 was the infamous D-Day landing, something that changed the history of the world. Do you know that not since that landing has the S&P 500 had a worse start to their year? Not since World War II have stocks been hammered so hard in this nation. We were at global war before we had such a plunge in the stock market, Amazon down 37%, Tesla down 40%, and crypto just 
decimated. Now is the time, ladies and gentlemen, to start thinking about protecting what you own, what you have earned. And my recommendation is to consider precious metals. And the only company to do that with is Birch Gold. They're the only people that I trust. They can help you convert your IRA or 401k into a gold and silver backed IRA and 401k. A precious metal is something that has retained its value for all time. So it doesn't matter if it's world wars or if it's Joe Biden as president, this is a commodity that retains its value. I recommend Birch Gold because my family personally uses them to help diversify our finances, and I could not be happier with the service we received. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered account. Ladies and gentlemen, make your finances Joe Biden-proof. Text Benny to 989898 and go gold. And Shelley Moore Caputo voting in a state that went 80 points for Donald Trump. Can you explain perhaps to our viewers who are shocked by this? Like, what is the hypnosis that these senators come under that disconnects them from reality? What kind of coma are they in when they get to Capitol Hill? It's a $5,000 check coma. Um, so the, these PACs and lobbyists will, will write them a check and they are bought by them. Uh, and then, of course, they're afraid of attack ads. Um, they're, they're afraid of, of not seeming compassionate um, instead of actually being principled. Now, Benny, I'm not afraid of attack ads. I actually arrived in Washington, D.C. on attack ads. So I'm not afraid of another one. Uh, I can handle it. I have tough skin and a tender heart. I care about people and I know what's right. And, uh, but it's interesting that you mentioned the, the Ukraine pen because this is something that we see uh, so much of here. We see flags in the pockets and flags on the cars and pens on the, on the blazers. And uh, I think some of them are starting to believe that they uh, swore an oath to the Ukraine Constitution and not the United States Constitution. I swore an oath to the United States Constitution, and America is what I am putting first. And it was just a couple of months ago that even Democrats were shouting from the halls of Congress that we need to arm Ukrainians. They need rifles. They need long guns so they can fend off the enemy. Well, we have wide open borders, the cartel coming through. I, I think Biden is an honorary member of the cartel. We have China shipping in fentanyl, which I've uh, introduced legislation to designate as a, a weapon of mass destruction because it's killing our children in our communities. It's the number one killer of 18 to 45 year olds. And, and, and then of course the defund the police, removing qualified immunity away from our police officers in some states. And they wanna do that on a national level, opening our law enforcement officers up to litigation. So they'll be personally liable uh, for serving and protecting their communities. And uh, you know, all, all the while, they want to disarm American citizens, but it's okay for Ukraine to have guns. It's okay to have wide open borders. It's okay for the cartel to do whatever the heck they want with their guns at the Southern border. But you and I, and the people that I represent, the people that watch your show and love you and follow you, they aren't allowed to protect their family with a firearm. You got yeah, guns for Ukraine and we'll pay for them. And we have no right. idea where they're going. Guns for Ukraine right. and, and, and unlimited guns for Ukraine, billions of dollars, $44 billion of guns for Ukraine. And then you, tax-paying, law-abiding American citizen, not only has to pay an egregious amount of tax on your guns that go to pay for free guns, you also will get your guns taken from you by the FBI that we just funded to do so. This is I mean, truly shocking. And you did arrive in Congress on this issue. I think that we should remind our viewers that 
This is the moment when you went viral, when you went after Beto O'Rourke. Beto was campaigning, and you told him off to his face. We had to play this clip, Lauren. Let's go back into the history books and see this beautiful moment, Lauren Boebert versus Beto O'Rourke. Hello, thank you so much for taking my question. Uh, my name is Lauren, and um, I drove down here from Rifle, Colorado to speak with you today. Um, I was one of the gun-owning Americans that heard your speech and heard what you had to say um, regarding, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s and your AR and your let's, let's be respectful. Let's be respectful. Well, I am here to say hell no, you're not. Um, so with that, um, I would like to know how you intend to legislate evil because it is not the gun, it is the heart of the man that does that. We all have stories Excuse me. Let's 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 allow her to finish, please, please, please. We please. can all have these stories. We all have the experiences. I was living in Aurora during Columbine. I had just recently moved um, when the Aurora shootings happened. Yet I have very close ties here. Yet all of those people were there defenseless. They had no way to defend themselves against a crazed shooter. So I want to know how you intend to legislate the hearts of men and leave American citizens like, my fel my, like myself, American mothers, I have four children, I'm five foot zero, 100 pounds, cannot really defend myself with a fist. It, it's okay, let's, let, please let's allow her to finish. I don't have my AR-15 today, I have my Glock. Well, you shouldn't have it. Don't worry, sir, I have your back. Um, anyway, I want to know how you're going to legislate that because a criminal by defense breaks the law. So all you're going to do is restrict law-abiding citizens like myself. We all know that you, sir, have a criminal history, and I understand that burglars do not like, do not like armed defense. It's okay. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, burglars do not like armed defense, yet that is a right that we have that shall not be infringed in America. Okay. I, I really appreciate the question. And the presumption and this can you get the microphone on a different channel because it keeps cutting out um there's this presumption that we are just i guess inherently evil lauren what is it that inspired you on this issue what like let's get down to the brass tacks what is it that inspired you to be so gun-ho on this on this issue yes. like it does seem like to be your it does seem to be like such a part of your life you are from rifle colorado you went up and roasted beto to his face Talk to us. Yes. Well, I started carrying um, a, a semi-automatic semi um, because I wanted to protect myself. I wanted to protect people around me. I have a restaurant that you have visited. Thanks so much for showing up. I was working in D.C. when, when you were there. But I have a restaurant in Rifle, Colorado called Shooter's Grill. And all of my wait staff open carry. But we do that because there was an altercation where a man was brutally beaten and he lost his life near my restaurant. Now, that situation prompted the question in me, how am I going to protect everyone? How am I going to defend everyone? And that's when I began to carry. And soon after that, my waitresses did. So of course, uh, you know, around my restaurant, we have a lot of um, discussions about the second amendment and why it's there and why government is instituted to secure our God-given rights, not to legislate them away. Uh, I certainly was not elected um, to come up here and legislate away liberty. I'm here to protect it to keep the people free. Our, our founding fathers wanted a government that was powerful enough to fight off tyranny from all over the world, um, but limited enough that they could not um, be a tyrannical force on their own people 
here in the United States. And, and that's very important. Uh, the, the, the Constitution says that it's the people that the government's powers are derived from. And that Second Amendment is what keeps power in the hands of the people. Now, with Beto O'Rourke, uh, I just got pissed off. Um, there was the Democrat handbook wide open from a presidential debate stage. He announced, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s and your AK-47s. And I said, who's saying anything? Who is doing anything about this? He just said exactly what they want to do. We Republicans have been called crazy for years and still are because they say, oh, nobody's coming after your guns. Nobody wants to take your guns. That's exactly what they want to do. And that is their intent. And, and they put it right out there in the open. So I drove three hours to Beto O'Rourke's presidential rally in Aurora, Colorado, uh, not really knowing what to expect. And in fact, if you want the full story, it'll be in my book, uh, My American Life, which is available for pre-order on Amazon and walmart.com. And uh, it's released July 12th. Uh, but I went down there not knowing what to expect, really in the lion's den. We had Moms Demand Action there and all these other radicals. And uh, I, I had an opportunity to get the microphone and look him in the eye and tell him, hell no, you're not. You're not restricting my right to defend myself and my family. I, I'm a petite woman. I have four children. I need an equalizer to defend us against evil. And then, of course, I, I did uh, remind Beto O'Rourke that he has um, a, a burglary charge on his record. And I, I understand that um, criminals, burglars, they don't really like to have armed victims they would much rather than be disarmed so they could go ahead and do their thing and leave peacefully you said hell no to beto what are you saying to the republicans in the senate what happens next i have uh, no problem holding my own party accountable and i'm certainly telling them hell no um, we are naming names and we are calling them out and we are holding their feet to the fire here uh, this is uh, so frustrating i was talking with some senators last night who were against this who, who can't believe how many have actually compromised and uh, even, even with them not having time to actually read the legislation and know what was in it before they signed it. Yeah, well, I mean, why release this? It does seem, the entire <laughs> time, I've, I've been in DC long enough and covered on Capitol Hill. You know when something's released late in the evening and you vote on it the next hour that they're ashamed of the legislation and they're trying to just shove it down someone's throat. That's exactly right. And that's why, uh, that's why um, McConnell uh, filed cloture uh, immediately on this. So they couldn't find out exactly what was in this. Um, it, it's, it's a very frustrating tactic that's used here. And then uh, the Democrats try to use it against people who say, absolutely not. I'm not voting yes on a piece of legislation that I've not had time to read. And they say, oh, well, you voted against this and you're a horrible person because you don't, you don't stand for this and that. Um, in the House, we had a 2,700-page bill that we had 22 hours to read. I was not putting a yes vote to that. And there have been attack, attacks from the Democrats um, because I, I didn't vote for it. I will not vote for something that I do not have time to read and understand and, and get a, a thorough viewing of. Um, so, But that's exactly what they did in the Senate. Um, uh, but we are aware of it in the House. I, I'm very proud of leadership uh, in the House um, on this issue. Uh, Kevin McCarthy says that he is voting no, and uh, Whip Steve Scalise is whipping against this bill. Um, so hopefully even some of the House representatives who were thinking, well, well, since the senators did it, I can too. Hopefully they'll look to leadership and, uh, and think twice about that. Good. I think that'll save the chances in November. I think that Republicans won't, won't allow this type of betrayal. If you want Republicans to vote for you, you want a red wave, not red flag laws. 
Right. And they're just sick of being, they're sick of being betrayed. Uh, in, in, clo- in closing here, what will happen if Republicans take the majority on this issue? What will a Republican majority in the House do? You're in charge of a Second Amendment caucus. I'm not aware of one of those in the Senate. What will Republican, because you will be crafting legislation, right? So right. what will happen? Well, we already are crafting legislation. There's a lot of legislation that has been introduced by Republicans, but you don't get to see that legislation because Nancy Pelosi will not allow it to go into committee. And she certainly is not going to bring it to the House floor for a vote. This is Pelosi's house right now, and um, she makes the rules. So there is a a lot of legislation that's already filed, um, like ending gun-free zones. Um, Andrew Clyde from Georgia um, has a great bill to end the tax on our second amendment. No constitutional right should be taxed. And the second amendment caucus um, held uh, a press conference just yesterday talking about that issue as well as uh, what's happening in the Senate. Um, but uh, you know, can you imagine, uh, ladies, your 19th amendment being taxed? You know, I, I mean, this is, this is absolutely uh, egregious. Um, so uh, there, there is legislation, but most importantly, when it comes to these red flag laws, um, we will file to repeal this legislation. Um, and we will fight as long as it takes to make sure that that gets all the way through. We don't know if we'll have the Senate. Gosh, we certainly don't have the Senate now with, with the Republicans that are caving. Um, but we don't know what's going to look like, what the Senate is going to look like. And we don't know what's happening in that fake White House set. Um, and, and I doubt that Joe Biden uh, will go back to 1985, Joe Biden, and say gun control doesn't really work. Bad guys are still going to do bad things. Uh, he's forgotten um, what he did this morning, of, of course, he's forgotten what he did in 1985. Uh, but Benny, I think the most important thing that we can do in the House of Representatives in the majority is defund these red flag laws. And that's exactly what we'll do in the appropriations process. Mm-hmm. My American Life, where can uh, our where can our viewers uh, pre-order? Yes, My American Life is available for pre-order uh, on Amazon and walmart.com. And, uh, and then it'll be available in bookstores July 12th. I, I'm very, very excited. Actually, I'm even more excited for part two. Um, so when, when this book was written, this was right after I won the primary. And we were able to sneak, sneak in a couple little things through the editing process um, uh, about my time in Congress. But there's been so much more that has happened in just a year and a half. Um, so this is uh, about my life being raised as a Democrat and um, being a self-taught conservative when I learned I could do a better job taking care of myself than the government ever did. And uh, so if you really want to know about my life, get my book, My American Life, pre-order it on Amazon or, or walmart.com um, rather than just reading uh, fake news headlines. Uh, I'll tell you the real story uh, about my life. And, you know, I learned uh, that when times get tough, you have to get tougher. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the link is in the description, by the way, whatever platform you're watching this interview on, the link is at the top of the description of this video. Please pre-order Lauren's book. Lauren, I have to, the Supreme Court just loosened gun restrictions in New York. I have to get your live reaction. Supreme Court oh strikes goodness. down New York's concealed carry restrictions. So New York didn't, didn't allow concealed carry. And the Supreme right. Court just struck that down in a huge victory for the Second Amendment. Your reaction. Glory. 
Glory, um, you know what, this, this is amazing. States like New York lifting restrict restrictions on the Second Amendment, uh, uh, that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, New York is, uh, there's obviously very strict gun control legislation there and um, their inner cities are not safe. And I, I believe that they are starting to see that. I'm very proud of the Supreme Court for doing that. Uh, and uh, you know, we need um, to make sure that, uh, uh, that this is happening all over. If gun control laws worked, then these cities would be looking more like Mayberry um, than the death cities that they are with the murder mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Um, maybe she should take a tip from New York and make sure that law-abiding citizens are armed. Yeah, that's right. Six, that's three, six A 6-3 decision, man. That is incredible. Justice Thomas says in the decision, the second the Second and Fourteenth Amendment protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for yes. self-defense outside the home. Wow, that is Glory. that is, and six-three is a dominant decision. In six-three is amazing. Really impressive. Okay, well, looks like some victories for the Second Amendment. Let's pray for more. Yeah. Lauren Bobert, thank you so much for joining our program. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you. Lauren Bobert's Second Amendment ad from the Capitol. I will carry my Glock to work. Lauren, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Benny. I'm Lauren Bobert, and I approve this message. Cut. That's a wrap. I'm Lauren. I'm a newly elected congresswoman from Colorado. Even though I now work in one of the most liberal cities in America, I refuse to give up my rights, especially my Second Amendment rights. I will carry my firearm in D.C. and in Congress. This caused outrage from Democrats in the media. Why? It's our job in Congress to defend your rights, including your Second Amendment, and that's exactly what I'm here to do.